Hey. Hey. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. <laughs> and you're listening to yet another episode of You I Do. The podcast that will help you determine if you should DIY parts of your wedding or not. So we just had a really, really good conversation with a very awesome person, really down to earth. And we realized how many episodes have we done this? We have not talked about DIY weddings. I know. I was even flabbergasted. (laughs) (laughs) Not flabbergasted. (laughs) That we have not talked about DIYs because, you know, we frugal over here. Oh my gosh. We are. And we talked to someone that knows all about DIY weddings, DIY brides, wedding expectations, and floral arrangements. And, you know, we're not going to give you too much right now. We're just going to let you listen to the episode, but we think you'll definitely enjoy this. Stay tuned. Woohoo! So we have a very wonderful special guest with us today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. First of all, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Amy McCord Jones, and I'm the owner of Flower Moxie. Uh, Flower Moxie is an online business that sells flowers to DIY brides, and we kind of help them put it together with like tutorials, recipes. So a little bit like Blue Apron for DIY flowers. I love that. Oh my gosh. And like, y'all, if you've never been to her website, gorgeous. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, even if you think you know what you want, you may like pin a page or save something or take a screenshot or, you know, if, if you have already kind of like gone down your floral journey, but we're going to get into some of that later. So what were you doing before Flower Moxie? So before Flower Moxie, I had been a wedding planner and florist in Oklahoma City for, I guess it was like seven years by the time I thought of Flower Moxie. And I, I, I had the idea in 2013 and I didn't go live with it until the first of 2014. So I had like a you know, a really strong background and not so much florals, but how they work at weddings, because it's one thing to build an arrangement in a studio and sell it, you know, for a mother's day, you know, gift, but it's another, when you're like hanging off a ladder in July, when it's hundred degrees, like you, you get a different feel for those flowers. So yeah, that's what I did before. And then before that, I got my degree in forensics and biochemistry so that was the journey I thought I was going to be on um so I really resonated with Tania um, in the science and you know I you can you can do your best thinking that you know what that you know what you want to do at 1920 but then yeah then life happens I have moments now where I'm like is it too late (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh um (laughs) never too late but but the path from like, okay, we've talked to some people that are like, you know, I was doing this and then I became a wedding planner, but I don't think we've like seen as drastic of like forensics to like 
basically like in my mind, I'm thinking from like CSI, <laughs> so, like <laughs> the wedding industry. Um, wow. That's amazing. But it is. Wow. Yeah. So I'm glad that you uh, started Flower Moxie. I think that is just such a brilliant concept. None of us know what we're doing. So basically for someone to be able to hand you the keys essentially in like, okay, go do it yourself. I think that's awesome. So I'm excited for us to talk about DIY or to not DIY, but really kind of diving into that spectrum of the wedding industry and brides, because we haven't talked about that at all. Can no, you imagine, we like Tania, we've, we have not, there are so many things. It's so wild that like, I know we'll, we'll have a topic that comes up and it's like, yeah. And all the 80 plus 90 episodes at that point, like we've never talked about this. And it's crazy because I show there's so many things. Yeah, no, but it's crazy because, you know, I'm the frugal one and DIY is kind of up my alley. It won't be for my upcoming (laughs) wedding because I have too much going on. But (laughs) if you had time, yes, if I had time, I would definitely be doing not everything, but there's some things that, you know, that I want to do myself. And, you know, I will still do a couple things, but not as much as I thought I was going to do when I was younger. And, of course, you know, was living life with no (laughs) responsibilities. But now, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, quickly, Amy, you recently got married right is this is this true yeah I mean pretty recent I feel like we've yeah. all lost like two years of our lives with the pandemic <laughs> right um, so, yeah I, I'm we're still in 2019 my, I know <laughs> um so I got married in 2018 like at the very end so we're, I'm coming up on my third year anniversary um so yeah I was I'm always I've been like a late bloomer. And so it was just interesting having that experience of, because my sister and I, she was my partner with wedding planning and um, Mm -hmm. florals. We had done, we calculated it. It was like over 800 weddings over the course of our career. And wow, yeah, then I got married after that. And I thought going into it, oh, I I know how it's going to be. Like I got this and it was completely different. Like it's so, it's so much different being in the driver's seat. So, right. you know, I'm really excited to hear like what Tania's experiences after her wedding, you know, because you, oh, yeah. you've really been living this with the podcast. Yeah. Um, you know, in the beginning I was like, well, no, let me step back. In the beginning, people were telling me, oh, you have a podcast. You talk to a lot of vendors. You already know what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yeah, it's one thing to talk to a person about their wedding or their experience. But it's another thing to actually be doing it like yourself in a pandemic. I had no idea that like vendors will just ghost you. <laughs> they won't respond to you. Uh, so I had crazy. No, yeah. When Ashley said it's been a journey, it really has been a journey. And I feel like I'm behind on a lot of things because it's been such a struggle trying to find vendors. Yes, I have a wedding planner and she's helped out a lot, but still, you know, like you still want to have your hand in things. You know, I'm not, I'm not a control freak at all, but you know, it's, it's definitely been a struggle. And I actually had a, um, a breaking point yesterday but thankfully I was able to talk to my wedding planner and she got me through <laughs> through yesterday. But uh, 
but yeah, it's been a little bit tough. So yeah, that's, that's that. And I'm still going through it. So <laughs> well, it sounds like you got a good wedding planner. Yeah. You know, she was able to help you in that moment. Yeah. Cause I was, I was like, I was on the phone with my fiance that morning. I was about to break down and cry. Cause I was like, this is not what I expected. I thought things was go smoother than this. And yeah, so well, we can move on. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so we are about to start our conversation about DIY brides and weddings. But first, we're going to play a quick game. So this episode's game is sponsored by our great friends, at a flower boxy. Y'all know that this year we're not just playing this or that, we're playing other games to kind of bide the time. And because small talk is, you know, it's 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 fine to an extent, then it's like, okay, no one cares. Do you care, listener? I don't think you do. <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to play one of our shower games. At some point, I'll come up with something like cute and catchy for all the catch-all of shower games, but right now. We're going to play over and under again. So over and under is a game where I provide a stat and you have to tell me is the actual number higher. So over or under that number. So I tried to make this kind of DIY-esque theme. So Amy, we will start out with you. You will have to tell me if you think it's under or over and why. And if you think you know what the actual number is, take a stab if you want. (laughs) Then we'll go to Tania and then we'll start over. We'll see who actually wins this. But all right, to start, according to a bride box survey in 2013, 83.4% of couples were planning on DIYing at least some part of their wedding. Under. 83% The 83% in 2013, I mean, that feels a bit high. I'm, I'm going off of like all of the brides that I had. Um, I feel like that's a bit high. Am I wrong? We'll see what Tanita oh! thinks first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tania, do you think 83.4 is too high or too low? So is it over or under the actual number? Um. I'm going to say over. Yeah, I think I will say over. Just because, you know, I look at people now, I feel like now... So you think the actual number is higher than eight, 83.4? Yes. Okay. yes, yes. Okay. Because I really feel like that, you know, it would definitely be under if you're talking about now. But over mm. back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Amy was right. Oh man! <laughs> so it was actually the 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 actual number was seventy seventy eight point three percent. Interesting. In twenty thirteen, so yeah, you know. All right. So in twenty nineteen, the average cost of wedding favors for couples in the South is two hundred and ninety three dollars. Over or under? I think I need. Oh, who goes first? You. Okay. <laughs> I think the number is higher. So okay. over. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think like, you know, that's pretty much like around three hundred dollars. I I mean, I think people can sink three hundred dollars into favors. I've seen them do it so quickly with like their little faces on an M M&M. and M. 
in the little boxes. <laughs> so, I when I see all that, I'm like, oh, I know you paid. So, I would say that the number's higher. Okay. What about you, Tania? Uh, I definitely think that number's higher. Okay. Because I'm like, what you said, two hundred and. 293, so almost 300. Okay, yeah. So 293, yeah. I mean, unless they're buying bags of seeds for people. I, I mean, uh, yeah. Of seeds. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like depending on how many people that they have. And, you know, they package it up really cute with the, thank you for coming to our wedding, you know, mm-hmm. with that cute little bow. Okay. I, I mean, I, yeah, I think that number is uh, higher than that. All right. So both of you are right. Um, yes. The average cost in the South 2019 was actually $341. But according to Weddings in America overall, the knot said it was around 400 Looking at the favors we want for November, the quotes we've received are around eight hundred dollars wow. yeah <sighs> so yeah i'm like oh my gosh what are they doing like are all still guess doing that we'll figure it out we we have three months less than three months <laughs> to figure that out <laughs> um we will see we'll see all right second round so women account for 77 percent of etsy sellers over or under. So think of all the Etsy shops you've seen. So you said 70% of the sellers are women, 77? 77. I think it would still be over. I think I think the number I think that percentage is higher. Um that okay. I don't have a lot to base that on. That's just my gut. Okay. And it's, pl- it's plentiful right now <laughs> after the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Everybody's selling something. Okay. What about you, Tania? I 100% agree with Amy, to be honest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. So y'all think 77 was too low or too high? Just trying to make sure I'm too low. hearing you correctly. Too low. Yeah. Too- mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all are right. Uh, <laughs> the actual number is 83%, um, yeah. which actually has gone down. So within the last five years, there's been a 3% growth of male sellers. Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. Well, it seems like, Amy, you're in the lead right now because you got the first one right. But beyond that, y'all, these last two, y'all have been on the same side. So, all right. With this final question, let's see who wins, if it's a tie or if Amy takes it. So in early 2020, (laughs) Etsy saw a 12% increase in crystal wedding favors compared to the previous year. So this was something they released in February 2020 based on the previous six months. And they looked at what it looked like that time in 2019 compared to those previous six months. So 12% increase in crystal wedding favors. I would say, yeah, I would say it's over. I would say that's like where crystal started, (laughs) you know, really taking (laughs) off. Right before the pandemic. (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, Tania, do you think it's over or under? I think that number is too high, to be honest, because... So you yeah. think it's lower? Mm-hmm. Wait, So yes, you're not agreeing yes. with Amy? Well, I think that 12% is too high. I think it's lower. Okay. And Amy, yeah. you think it's higher? Yes. Okay. Just make it sure. Just make it sure. <laughs> well, <laughs> Tania was right. So it's hey! high. <laughs> It was actually an 11% increase compared to the previous time. Um, But of the wedding favors they looked at, they also looked at soap-related favors and candles because they saw that wedding gifts or wedding guests should be given the gift of like aromatherapy and like comfort and chill and all the vibes and stuff like that. So they saw an increase of all of those, but the biggest increase was with the crystal-related favors. So. Oh, you know what? I was trying to figure out. I'm like, crystals, crystals. But they're talking about, like, the like the mm-hmm. rock. The rock. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I'm thinking, you know, like, everybody from, like, like, my grandma's days, you know, like, you know, like, the... You know, no, like, no, like the roses. No, because those are called crystals as well, too, right? You mean like porcelain items no. or those type of glass type of? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, some of their old stuff is like called like crystal glassware and exactly, things like that. But exactly. Yes, so that's no, what they're I was talking thinking. about. Rocks. They're talking about like quartz and like. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So maybe it was good that you weren't thinking the right way. <laughs> it ended up being a tie. I think I'm starting to like this game though, because there's so many interesting stats out there. Um, so anyway, that was fun. But now we can actually dive into talking all about DIY weddings, DIY brides, the evolution throughout the last decade or so and if we should DIY or not so to start Amy um when you think of like a quintessential DIY bride kind of thinking persona wise describe her like what does she look like what is she into when it comes to her wedding what is like assumed about her just from maybe a vendor standpoint or just what the world has kind of portrayed over the last few years about like the DIY bride. I would say, you know, the thing that hits me with DIY brides is they are often um, very like enthusiastic and creative. Like they, they want to, you know, give something a try. I feel like for my customers, they have you know, pretty like specific tastes, which is why we have 38 different packages, like color palette combinations. So it, it's not just like, let me score some cheap flowers off the internet and I'll be good to go. Like I find like, you know, like these DIY girls and, and guys have really specific kind of taste in what they want and they have a specific vision. Typically what I find, and I don't know if this applies directly to your question, but a lot of times like they're trying to save up for a down payment on a home. Um, Mm -hmm. They're working on their student loans. And Mm -hmm. so I feel a lot of them are very mindful of like 
a budget, but they still want to capture that vision. And so I think what kind of got me on that first question in the 2013 on the, um, is that was really, I think, before Pinterest really took off. Mm -hmm. And so before Pinterest and blogs hit, you know, we all just kind of like looked out of a magazine and would like take out some clippings. Um, But now there's this like beautiful imagery. And, you know, back in the day, I mean, people knew what roses and daisies were, but now like brides will email us and they're like, can we get like butterfly ranunculus and Japanese anemones? I'm like, oh my gosh, how do you know that? <laughs> but, <laughs> right. But that that's like, that's Pinterest. So I, I think like the overall DIY persona is like artistic and they have like a really specific vision and taste. So it's not just like my color's light pink or my color's yellow. I think that they really want to see, you know, their vision of that day come together. And so they're going to go about like, they're going to do what they can to try to get that vision. So if they can't afford to go the traditional florist route, they're going to, you know, try to come up with creative ways to still capture that artistry. I think back to those early Pinterest days and yeah, I mean, I think it really does, like, you you have a vision, but you also are really trying to stay with a budget. Um, I think, yeah, we, sometimes we assume it, or, like, the image of it leans more to the creative bride, more so than the bride that has the budget, but it's type A or something, you know, and feels like she's the only one that can do it. Um, but anyway. What brought you on the DIY trend? Yeah, that's a great question. So there's like kind of two sides to it. I think the biggest thing for me, and I remember where I was when I had the idea was, you know, I had a full-time, you know, job being a wedding planner and a floral designer, but I would have brides come to me and my minimum was around 2,500, which is, you know, I think pretty average and I'm in Oklahoma. So there's not like a high cost of living and some brides would come and, you know, bride and grooms they would have maybe like a $500 budget. And as a florist, I couldn't work with that budget and be profitable. And so I didn't like turning folks away. And it wasn't like for snobby reasons. It was just, you know, you have to make business decisions. And growing up, like I was kind of the poor kid. And I think I have like, I had a heightened sensitivity towards that. And so there was that kind of working on me. And then I had this moment where I was like, um, Amy, you couldn't afford to hire your own services. Like if I had to pay for my <laughs> wedding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, it was so true. Like if I had to pay for my own wedding, like a wedding planner, a florist, and if I was trying to pay for the vision that I had, I would not be able to afford it. And I thought in that moment, I was like, well, you know, you can teach anybody how to like build a bouquet or centerpiece. The hard thing about doing it is like the devil's in the details. And I, that's kind of where my little science brain came back. And I was like, you can, you can like mathematically figure this out and you can make something to help them to like figure out the quantities, because that's the hard part is knowing how much, um, what goes where you know, what, and then experience comes in of like, what doesn't do well in August, you know? So that's, that's pretty much how it came about. You know, like when you said, um, you know, like if I was planning my own wedding, I wouldn't be able to afford my services. That like kind of hits, I mean, because I'm going through that right now, like the wedding that I'm envisioning, I'm like, 
I don't think I couldn't afford that. So I'm trying to like not cut corners, but trying to like, what's the best bang for my buck, basically? Like, what can I do to make this still beautiful and still what I want, but not break the bank? So, I mean, I totally understand that. And while we're speaking about budget, how much on average is a bride actually like keeping in her account? you know, like saving <laughs> by doing a DIY floral arrangement. Yeah, you can expect, and I'll say that some of it changes on where you live. Like my clients who are in San Francisco, they're going to be at about 75% in savings, but I would say average, you can expect to save 50 to 60% when you're DIYing it. Um, my average order is $650. And you know, I would say now after the pandemic, it's surprising people are uh, spending more on their DIY flowers, but I would say that kind of aligns with the, you know, 1500, 2500 range that you're seeing when you Google the average cost of wedding flowers and a lot of florists, like, you know, just small time florists, they're at least going to have a $2,500 minimum, but most are bumping it up to like five, $8,000. And so a lot of my orders now are coming in at like, you know, a thousand fifteen hundred. Where when I started back in two thousand fourteen, you know, when I got a sell that was fifteen hundred, I was like, oh, let's pop the champagne. <laughs> like, you know, big things are happening up in here. <laughs> no, that's a huge, huge savings. Because I don't even want to tell you what I'm paying, but that is a that is that's huge. <laughs> Well, what should brides and grooms DIY and what should they leave to the experts? That's a really good question. I think it boils down to um, the time that you have, your personality, um, and what has an, an actual ROI. So when you DIY in general, I mean, there's things that you can DIY months in advance. Like if you want to DIY your favors, you can just do that at your leisure. But when it comes to DIYing things, the the week of your wedding, I mean, as a 13-year wedding planning veteran, I mean, I don't take DIYing your flowers lightly because it it is work. And that logistically doesn't work out for everybody. Like in Tania's case, you know, you are really slammed. So I feel like you know, DIYing your flowers, I think that'd be really hard. Um, And some people's, you know, personality isn't a fit, but for it. So I'm not like a proponent of like, everybody should DIY because, you know, florists are so important and the work they do is hard. And I would say that they're underpaid for the work that they, that they do. But I, as a wedding planner, I'm always like pick one, maybe two things, but the week, the week of your wedding, you really just, if you're going to DIY something, focus on like, one thing and make sure that one thing actually counts. Um, And the thing about DIYing your flowers is the schedule that we give our brides. They are supposed to basically work up until the day of before their wedding. So I always schedule it to where the last thing you finish is your bridal bouquet. um, But the day of your wedding, that needs to be delegated out. Like who's going to transport those flowers and set up 
who's going to be your little strike team at the end of the night to tear down. So if people don't have help, it's not a good fit. If they're doing a destination and they're driving, you know, the day before to like a venue a couple hours away, it's not a good fit. If they're getting their, you know, post like doctorate (laughs) and working a full-time job and planning a wedding, like I would happily love to like sell flowers to you, but I would not want you stressed. So I think that's like, And then, you know, I think it's just important to like know yourself because sometimes brides are so laid back that they don't read any of the educational material that I give them. And they will legit get their flowers that morning at like eight in the morning and like shoot an email off to us at like nine o'clock and say, hey, um, what kind of buckets do I need? Like, what do I do with these flowers? I'm like, oh, sweet baby Jesus. Like, you're going to kill them all. (laughs) And then. (laughs) (laughs) and then you know like some brides are so uptight in type a that you know diying their flowers is just gonna like bust their balls because you've got to have flexibility if you're gonna work with like live product so those are the things i think a diyer (laughs) should consider (laughs) and i know in order for them not to wilt i just learned this i just learned it like day before yesterday Like the temperature needs to be right. Like they need to be in a cool temperature, right? I mean, when you're doing wedding flowers, I mean, I was a wedding florist for years and didn't have a cooler because the secret about flowers or wedding flowers specifically is your job is not to make them last a week like you would a Mother's Day arrangement. Your job is that they look the best on Saturday's wedding and flowers look the best right before they bite the dust. It's almost like an avocado timing game. So Mm. really you want those flowers like, you know, we, we like to ship them for them to get them on a Wednesday for a Saturday wedding because they need time to like open and blow out and look all fatty and sexy. Um, And if you get them the day before, they're just going to be like tight, angry baby fists. (laughs) (laughs) But you're right in the sense that they do need to be like in regular room temperature. Cause sometimes like clients will shoot me an email and they're like, these are looking sad. I'm like, it's like a hundred degrees in Texas in July. Why are they in the garage? Like I can't live there. You can't live there. Those flowers can't live there. So you're right. (laughs) Now, how much time do you think it would take for someone to arrange their bouquet or even like the, the centerpieces to make a centerpiece? probably a newbie is going to spend, you know, a good 30 minutes on the first one. They should be a little bit faster on the second. Um, you know, bridesmaid bouquets typically take a good 15 to 20 minutes for a new person to put together, but it's not just that like DIYing your flowers is a lot like cooking. Like you spend a lot of time getting all your stuff out of the out of the cabinets and getting prepped. And a lot of the work goes into working your product and prepping your flowers. So the flowers don't fall out of the box looking banging. Like they're all wrapped up. They're all tight looking kind of like sad. And so you have to prep them. And that's where the, that's the most important part. And I, I tell like clients all the time, I'm like, you know, you can make a beautiful bouquet, but if you don't prep those flowers right, you're going to kill them and they're going to look, you know, sad and underwhelming. So that prepping your flowers is going to take a couple hours. And then, you know, I always tell them to go do a mock-up, like go forage some greenery, buy some like cheap grocery store flowers and let yourself try it out a couple of times. And that will be a really good gauge of you know, how quick you are. But when you get like a gaggle of girls and bridesmaids and aunties and moms 
together, like they usually knock those flowers out. The average answer that I get is around like four to five hours. And that's, that's doing like bouquet centerpieces and they'll usually like do a cage for an arch. Okay. So you basically answered our next question because that was going to be like, how many people does it take to take on a task this large? Um, So yeah. So if you have all your bridesmaids and your mom and your auntie and your grandmother, then yeah. Okay. Ashley, it's on you. (laughs) I'm thinking of someone's grandma, like climbing a ladder. (laughs) Not climbing a ladder. No, but putting it together, you know? Now, on the day of the wedding, then that's when you'll have to get some help, you know, some, of course. you know, especially if you're having to climb ladders and stuff. I mean, maybe I that's doubt- where if, you know, if there is a groom and like groomsmen, maybe that's where they come into play. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody tall, maybe a young, like a teenager or something. It's like, oh, you have, you're young. <laughs> you got legs. You got energy. Yeah. Help me out with this. Yeah, I'm just thinking about the groomsmen because they're probably drinking. They, you know, they probably started drinking in the middle of the day and well, I think trying to help you. <laughs> well, possibly, but I mean, if there's been this push of like, hey, we need help with this, then sure. they probably know they're going to have to wait to drink until after this is done. <laughs> and maybe that means drinking at the wedding and then, but not be too drunk because you need to break this down. Yeah. I just remember um, a couple years, not a couple, this probably was like three, four years ago. Um, I, my cousins, they had essentially a DIY wedding and I helped them. Um, and I was um, trying to make the altar look pretty and five guys just watched me struggle and my cousin had to step in and be like can y'all please help her <laughs> i mean so, we are also in a different day and age i, I think mean, with yes, just like true common sense and decency and things true. like that i true. mean think of how many parties or events you've gone to and people have just left didn't help take out the trash or help clean and or they just right. leave plates and stuff on coffee tables and drink cups on the floor and walked away. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, we're getting off on a tangent. Sorry. <laughs> but Sorry. No, like, <laughs> no, you're right. And I, I like, we have this little DIY masterclass and this like little workbook and I'm like, you need to put those groomsmen to work. Like y'all built all those flowers. They can transport them because you know, the day yeah. of, the bride and the bridesmaids and the moms, like they need to get their hair and their face done. And that like, right. it just, it takes a lot more time to get ready for the girls than it does the guys. And you're absolutely right. Like they're going to be drinking and stuff. They can drink, but they got to move those flowers and put up that arch. Exactly. And then you send like your most type A friend with a bucket full of extra flowers just to kind of backfill and zhuzh it up a bit. <laughs> but no, you're a hundred percent right. And I'm picturing, <laughs> you know, like, Guys are always like, oh, you know, I just kind of show up the day of just throwing their little tux or whatever. And they're just sitting around in the little groom suite or, you know, in the hotel room playing freaking PlayStation or listening to music or watching the football game. If it's like in the fall and we have to be up at like six o'clock in the morning to start getting ready and like getting makeup done, getting hair done, put on the dress and all of that. Yeah. They would have to be like 
doing something. I don't care. Just find a task for them. Make them feel useful. Because <laughs> it's, it's like, <laughs> I'd be so upset. Like, are you serious? I am exhausted. It's like, it's eight o'clock and the reception has just been like maybe underway by an hour or so. <sighs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> so outside of floral arrangements, what are some other things that you've noticed that brides have been making themselves to, you know, whether they're type A or they're just trying to save some coins? Yeah, like I think favors, I, I would often as a planner, I'd see, you know, brides, you know, make their own favors in advance, um, their invitations, like guest book displays, like whether they're doing some kind of artistry for that. And then occasionally I've seen some, some cakes and that's kind of been few and far between, but I, I would say you, you need to be like a pretty confident with your cake game, especially if you're going to do like some tears. Um, and then, so like, yeah, I would say beyond that, the DIYs that don't go well for me, like as a planner is when they have to like do it the day of, that's what I always like tell people to stay away from. So like, you know how coffee bars were like a big thing back in, you know, like 2012 to 2015. It was like every yeah. wedding you went to had like little coffee bars. When they would try to DIY that, I hated my life because it was like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like running in like with all, like with like 22 different like pump flavors. And I'm like, by the time you bought all of this, you should have just hired that vendor to just set up. And then they just think that people will like self-serve and it's just a, <laughs> it's just a shit show, you know? <laughs> 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 and I'm picturing all the extra like coffee and stuff you have later like the you know maybe you have like a little bit of like butterscotch <laughs> like syrup or you know like too much of like a hazelnut or something and it's like I don't actually like coffee what am I gonna do with this <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> well now I was gonna say a lot of people don't drink coffee after a certain time period you know so so yeah, so that's all. <laughs> no, you're you're 100% right. And I would always tell brides, I'm like, this is like an evening wedding. Like, we don't need coffee. You've got booze. And they're like, no, no, I feel I feel like I need it. And I would just look at my sister and she'd go, they went to TJ Maxx. Because you know how TJ Maxx has all those like chocolate spoons? Yes. <laughs> they, they would just get excited and just get too excited at the Max. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is hilarious. It's so funny that you said that because, okay, so it wasn't coffee, but um, at Marshall's and TJ Maxx, they had like these little honey spoons, mm -hmm. right? And and I did my cousin's bridal shower. And of course, you know, like I did a lot of stuff by myself, but, you know, it was tea themed, you know, and so I bought like a lot of those little honey spoons and I tasted it myself and I was like, yeah, this is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. And I threw like all the ones I had left. I threw them all away. And I was like, I don't know why I even bought these. And I'm you like, I just thought it was cute. I mean, it was cute, but I will never buy them again. Oh, no. Why was it nasty? I have no idea. It did not taste like honey. Because honey is supposed to be like mm -hmm. good and thick and sweet. And I thought oh. it was so cute because I got little tea mugs and, you know. I remember the, I yeah. remember. Yeah. That was such a cute yeah. idea. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Mm-mm. Never again. A maxinista goes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Oh, gosh. (laughs) All right. So if a bride is going to DIY her wedding or groom, because we are inclusive, then what vendors do they actually need? If any. (laughs) I'm kidding. They they need somebody. (laughs) Yeah. You definitely need vendors. Um, So... I I really think that wedding planners, I feel like before I became a wedding planner, it it felt like only like rich people needed wedding planners. And I, you know, like, cause we all saw JLo and, you know, we all think, well, Mm -hmm. I'm probably not that bride to hire JLo. But really the bottom line is if you don't have someone there running the show and in charge, any question is going to be directed at you. And that's what you want a shield from because you just want to enjoy that day. So DIY as much as you want, but on that day, like all that DIY needs to stop and you need to have somebody in charge who can kind of handle it because a lot of brides and grooms have the misconception that it will run itself Um, or that somebody else will solve the problem or answer the question. And that's not how it's going to go down at all. They're going to come to you or they're going to go to your mother. And then you, at the end of the day, you'll feel like you worked all day. Mm -hmm. I remember before I got engaged, my mom was like, you're going to have to find a planner (laughs) because I do not want to help work your wedding day. Like, I just want to enjoy it. Because we had been to too many, you know, cookouts and like friends parties or things where they planned it all and they decorated and bought all the stuff or went in their garage full of little things they've been collecting over the years from a sale at Party City or something they saw at Target or some like closing, you know, closing out sale or something. And they just have all this stuff. And then, you know, they call themselves an event planner because they put together a cookout for a graduation party or, you know, some sort of event. And it's like, yes, this was gorgeous. The food was good. I had a great time, but it started three hours after you said it was going to because you were still getting ready. And so my mom, (laughs) I mean, we had just been to too many of those events and it's like, you just want to enjoy a wedding. You just want to be a guest at a wedding and just be there. I mean, on the same side, like my husband's uh, dad is a pastor and he didn't, he never wanted to be the officiant or the like pastor at our wedding because he's like, I just want to be a guest at my son's wedding. <laughs> like, I just want to watch it. Whereas some people would love to be that person. And I'm sure there are plenty of like, uh, you know, family members that are like, they call themselves an event planner. Or they're a wonderful baker. Or they do this or do that. And they want to help. But sometimes the gift <laughs> is in just letting <laughs> get dressed up sit down and let someone else do all of this oh my gosh these facebook groups they talk about these people all the time they're like oh my gosh my aunt just my aunt volunteered to cater but we haven't had a tasting or like her food wasn't great now what do i do and it's like nobody told you to hire your aunt (laughs) ashley you about to ruffle someone's (laughs) like a lot of (laughs) others (laughs) <laughs> Ruffle! Stop being so cheap. 
no one is like, it's one thing if someone actually has a legit business or something and it's like, okay, yes, this is the chance. This is the opportunity to like help them. I mean, like by all means last year, our cake came from like one of our favorite like bakers that we both use. I have no problem with, you know, like, hey, can you make me a cake? Sure. I know what I would be getting from her. I know, Mm -hmm. like, the level I would receive from her if I wanted her to do the, like, say the cake in November. Speaking of which, I haven't even thought about the freaking cake. But when it comes to other things, it's like, it is okay to not do it. Like, like Amy was saying, the ROI. What's the ROI? (laughs) Like, if you actually had your mom helping you with this or her best friend or your cousin be the DJ, now you need up lights. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to hear you doing the ceremony because he doesn't have lapel pins. <laughs> he just knows how to DJ because he DJed in a dorm room or something. <laughs> All right, Ashley, you're done. <laughs> Ashley, you're... <laughs> No, like you pretty much described 13 years of my life (laughs) because I saw that like over and over and over again. And my sister and I, we would just cringe if they would have, they're like, yeah, I'm just like going to have like a buddy do the photography or the cake or the DJ. And my sister and I would just always kind of like cringe because after years and years of doing it, it was exactly, exactly what you're talking about. And then there's weirdness because the thing about when you hire somebody you know, it's, you don't have to be demanding, but you can say, you know, this is, this is what I want. No, that's not what I want. Like you get Mm -hmm. to lead that. And when you're getting something pro bono from a family member or buddy, you're kind of at their mercy. And then there's weirdness. Mm -hmm. And when they, you know, and we've had so many flake out at the last minute. And then as a planner, Sarah and I were like scrambling to try to like source that cake two days before the wedding because, you know, Aunt Blanche didn't feel like it. Right. (laughs) And I have been like the buddy that because for a while I took photos and people were like, oh, we know you have a good canon. Can you take photos at my event? My photos were not great. I will be honest. Like looking back, they were horrible. (laughs) Like maybe the ones in like <laughs> in the middle of the day were fine because like we had golden hour like great lighting, but like I did not have that great of a camera, and it was just me. There was no second shooter. So I'm trying to capture what's going on in your room, and then run to his room, and then stuff's happening on the dance floor, and I have to go pee. But now it's time for the first dance. <laughs> I can't capture all. Like, I don't have insurance. (laughs) What happens if I lose a memory card? (laughs) Like, (laughs) to consider. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just like, it sounds like I am so paranoid of all of those scenarios. Like, I wouldn't even want to put myself in that predicament just to be cheap, just to, like, just to save money. Like, there has to be another way. It just has to. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I DIY'd some of the stuff from last year. And that was like, I should not have. I did my own makeup. It was horrible. <laughs> oh, sissy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, oh. anyway. Like, I'm trying to look up YouTube videos at five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you like decide that was the day you were going to contour? You're like, the right, stakes are yes. high. I'm going for something new today. <laughs> Never done it before in my life, but today I have highlighter. I have this and it's no. <laughs> and then, of course, all my timelines are running into each other and the photographers are ready for us to go downstairs and start the wedding. And we've already played the little video beforehand. So they're all just waiting for me. And I have to put on these shoes I've never really worn before. And I'm about to fall down the stairs, but there are a whole bunch of candles. <laughs> so I'm trying not to fall down the stairs. Oh my gosh, it was just so much. This, oh, I did not realize I was about to be taken to a place. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that was gold. I loved every second of that. Bless me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Amy, last question. <laughs> What advice would you give to a bride that thinks she wants to have a DIY wedding? I would say that she needs to really identify her top two priorities. I think that's always like the important thing when you're going to an event, because as both of you know, the second you start to plan a wedding, it feels like you like fall down a rabbit hole and going into it, you probably thought, hey, like we're kind of foodies. So the food's important. I'm not really big on like super fancy dresses. So that isn't, we really like music. So we want this band, but, but then the wedding planning starts and then everything feels important. And all of a sudden, like you're calling your sister because, you know, the sales lady at the rental place is talking you into this like really expensive napkin. <laughs> that happened to me. Um, so I think it's like so important from the beginning to identify number one, your budget, and then those like two big ticket priority items. And maybe like you pick one and your partner picks one. And out of that, the other decisions should flow because after being a wedding planner for 13 years, working with DIYers, not everything is seen at a wedding. Pinterest and blogs and style shoots makes you feel like every little moment is like a vignette and should be like detailed and special. But we all know like when people get there and you start seeing the people that you love, um, you know, emotions start, you know, happening. It's not going to be those little tiny details that are important. So I think it's like so uh, crucial to keep that in mind. And as far as like DIY, I think it's just like important to know what your personality is, can handle, you know, like, do you stress out easy? Are you, are you flexible? Do you just like to kind of kick back with your friends and have a good time? And you think that you'll enjoy that? Cause if that's the case, you will, if you're already worried about it and you're like stressing, then that will probably be your experience. Not as easy as you think. You have to be made for it. Like Amy said, you need to have the personality for it. And yeah, start you're absolutely early. right. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, when it comes to specifically florals, I think brides walk away with a lot more respect for what a florist does because they'll come to me at first and just be like, oh, I got this floral quote. And it was like highway robbery. And I'm like, okay, for starters, it's not highway robbery, you know? <laughs> Right. Like it might be outside of your budget and that's okay, but they're not overcharging. It's just, you know, that's what they have to charge because flowers are so expensive. Um, right. And then after they actually do it and they're like, oh yeah, I guess, I guess that whole, that price makes sense. So yeah, I think that's, that's a like real important thing to keep in mind. Yeah. People think like the Trader Joe flowers are like the flowers at Kroger. 
like that cost of like just being able to, you know, get something for like $15, $20 is like, oh yeah, it should be easy and just as affordable. And it's like, where do you think they get their flowers from <laughs> versus the people that are actually putting the wedding together? Like the quality of the flower, th- how they're storing the flowers. It's not even the same. <laughs> like they're for two different settings. These flowers that are going to sit on your like dining room table for like a week versus something that is meant for an event, like and it's supposed to be photographed, like, we're supposed to, you know, hang in an installation or like on an arch. Like you're not going to Kroger <laughs> and getting those flowers for your arch, you know? So Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I, I didn't know this until I was a florist, but flowers are like food. There's different grades. So the stuff that you're seeing at like Kroger, Sam's Club, Costco, those are B grade flowers. And you know, you can find those for cheap online. And so, you know, people will email me and they're like, can you, can you price match Sam's club? And I'm like, no. Mm-mm. And I'm like, it's not the same flower. <laughs> I'm like, it's not the same flower. I was like, the, the craft that you're showing me on Pinterest, this is not a cheap flower. That flower right there specifically is $5 a stem. So you, you can't like, you can't take cheap stuff and make it look like how you want it to. So you're absolutely right. And, you know, I love Trader Joe's flowers. They're fantastic, but Trader Joe's buys entire fields and they ship those flowers in, you know, yeah, they're, they're fantastic for what they are, but they're not wedding flowers. So they're not going to perform in that way. And you won't be able to choose any of your colors and the types. And if you go get them from Trader Joe's, you better get them like the day or two before, because they're not going to make it like they've already been blown they've already been sitting out. So yeah, that was, um, that just helped someone out that was probably <laughs> thinking about <laughs> getting their flowers. Like, you know what? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Let's <laughs> move some of this fa- <laughs> wedding favor money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Amy. But, <laughs> but now that you've listened to this episode, go over to her website. Seriously, Flower Moxie. Oh my gosh. Like Even if you're just starting and you're like, I don't even know what my colors are. I don't Mm -hmm. know where to start. I don't know where to go. Like so much inspo. And it is so gorgeous. Like Mm -hmm. there are varieties. It's like, look at, okay, you like these colors? Here's kind of an option. Here's kind of an option. Here's some kind of, you know, like get those juices start flowing. And they're not your typical flowers. Yes. And they're not your typical Yes. Flowers that you see all the time. All the time. Yeah. The arrangements rather. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, th- and like yes. she said, there's over 30 packages. Like they're ugh, seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I was in love. I was in love. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Well, no, Thank you, you keep so going. Much. <laughs> you oh no, no. I just really appreciate it. I really appreciate the shout out. And yeah, exactly. Like even if you're hiring a florist, just you can go over there and get some inspiration from that. That's what it's for. So we have a lot of new florists that use our site to kind of help, you know, figure out their recipes. And I love that. So we're going to move into the wedding vendor love. Amy, we're going to have you go first. Who would you like to shout out this week? So my vendor shout out, I would have two uh, that come to mind. One of my favorite florists, 
um, in Oklahoma City is the Wild Mother. Uh, three sisters. They are incredible artists. Um, they not only, you know, do floral workshops and they create beautiful works of art. They also um, have another company where like another aspect of their business where they're teaching folks about diversity. They're just, I learned so much from them. They're incredible. And then I would say Amy Cakes in Norman. Um, she's, she did my wedding. I, she was like, probably like my oldest vendor that I've, that I've worked with. And she recently got to do a pioneer woman's daughter's wedding. And I was like, so freaking proud of her because, you know, she just started her little business. It started small, like all of us do. And she just kept perfecting her craft and she's just, yeah, she's got an incredible personality and artistry and just a lot of integrity. So those are the two vendors I'm, I'm pretty in love with. Very nice. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? This week, I am shouting out a Black stationaire. If you are looking for custom stationery for your wedding, your bridal shower, your engagement party, your rehearsal dinner, whatever, baby shower, moving forward, anything in your life, you should reach out to Kennedy. She does such a great job. And you can tell that she actually has one graphic design skills. <laughs> That's important. But she has a really good eye for design. And not all of her invites and paper goods look the same because not every bride, not every couple wants that same aesthetic. And there are some that can do like a certain look or a certain style and there's no shade to them. But it's like, if you want someone that has more diversity and you want to support someone who is Black, a Black woman, I think you should look up Love Kennedy She's based in Oklahoma City. However, because stationaire, paper goods, some of these vendors aren't, you don't have to like necessarily look in your area or in your city or your state. This is definitely the type of vendor where, hey, if you like what she can do in her price point, then you should definitely move forward. So go to her website or her Instagram, which is Love Kennedy. Kennedy is spelled K E. N-E-D-I-E for stationary for your day. Love it. Love it. Who are you shouting out this week, girl? So I am shouting out a photo booth, video booth, open air photo booth, iPad selfie booth company. Um, of course, I just mentioned uh, everything that they offer. They're based out of Florida. Um, they are a husband and wife team by the name of Estellar Booth. If you are in need of the 360, the open air photo booth or iPad selfie booth, please look them up, especially if you're in the Florida area. They are followed by Photos by Rain, Unleashed Visuals, Vanessa Hayward. And if these names sound familiar, then that means that, you know, they good people. So <laughs> definitely look them up. And that also means they've been on our show before. <laughs> True. I was about to say that as well, but I was like, we haven't had Unleashed Visuals. So, but. Oh, you're right. But, but we've yeah. had Vanessa and Reem. So. Correct. Correct. That is true. Okay. okay. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining us, talking all about DIY. Where can people find you if they are like, you know what? I'm going to do these flowers myself. 
I got time. I'm going to, you know, just schedule out a whole like week of preparation. I'm, I'm live. Please don't start your flowers the week before, but um, <laughs> where can they find you if they want to know more? Yeah, they can hop on the website, flowermoxie.com. Uh, Flower Moxie is also our you know Instagram handle. On the Instagram, we do have uh, two Instagram accounts. One is just Moxie Couples. And so that if you just want to see what other folks have made to see like how it all turned out and then hop on our YouTube channel, which is again, Flower Moxie. So watch a few videos and see if like you're vibing with it and if you feel like you can do it. And yeah, don't be afraid to just kind of get some Trader Joe's flowers and give it a try. And it might just kind of be like, uh, yeah, I'm going to hire a professional, but I might, you know, do my centerpieces or I might like make my guest book arrangement, but you know, yeah, anything that you do is, is awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show in talking with us today uh this has been such a treat i feel like we're gonna call you back yes we'll be like (laughs) you know what we want to talk more (laughs) we want to talk again come back let's talk about weddings um (laughs) especially because you have over a decade of experience so yes you have seen probably everything well thank you guys again so much for having me you guys were incredible hosts and your (laughs) questions were fantastic and yeah it was just like really fun you have great energy so I really enjoyed being a part so thank you oh no thank Thank you you so much Amy this is great and this won't be the last time we'll talk all right well you guys have a good one (laughs) all right you too well Tania where can people find us yeah so you can find us on whoido.com you can also find us on whoiduwed on Instagram Facebook Twitter LinkedIn TikTok and you can find Ashley at Denny Tosh <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Sorry on Instagram and Twitter. Good stuff. Well, thank you again for listening. And if you made it this far, you know, we want you to head to Apple Podcasts and give us these reviews, honey, because these reviews help us out. They help other vendors, brides, grooms like you find a podcast that they absolutely love and you know we just we really appreciate it every single week I know we say it time and time again but seriously the reviews mean so much to us I send the screenshots over to Tania she's just like oh my gosh like we we truly love the support so one of our recent reviews or not so recent but it's a review it should be called out regardless um, is from one of, she's a friend of the show. She's a Hebrew. We've had her on the show twice. Her name is Tana. And thank you so much, Tana, for this review. She's like, best wedding podcast. Ashley and Tania are two sweet and funny hosts who, who keep it real. Such a great wedding podcast. Helps circulate Black love. And there isn't enough knowledge that the Black experience in the, about the Black experience in the wedding industry. So they're kindly sharing it with all of us. It's a much needed lens. Thank you so much. I'm, you know, it's the little things like that that make us feel good about recording these episodes and giving y'all great content that you want. Um, because, you know, we want brides like you, grooms like you, vendors like you to feel heard, feel seen, um, be able to 
understand the processes you're going through as you navigate the wedding process and, you know, marriage and life in general. And so anything we can do to help, um, even, you know, episode recommendations, if there's a certain episode you want to hear, let us know, we can make it happen. We've done that before. Um, so again, thank you for the review and the time. So, We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.